0: In a spiritual sense, today's topic is a sensitive one. This is one of those topics along the lines of, do miracles still happen today? Can people speak in tongues? Or what is the truth about communion? Today, we're talking about, does God speak to us through dreams? Now, we just read in the text that God sent his angel to speak to Joseph twice within the short paragraph that we read. He spoke to him to tell him To leave Egypt, he then spoke to him to warn him about Archelaus. He then directed him to Galilee. And if you think back a little, God had already spoke to Joseph two other times in dreams. Remember, the first time was when he decided he was going to divorce Mary. Verse one twenty says, "But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream." God chose to spoke to Joseph in a to speak to Joseph in a dream. After the Magi left, God spoke to Joseph again. Verse 2.13 reads, An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Once again, God chose to speak to him in a dream. And it was not just Joseph. Right before they fled to Egypt, God spoke to the Magi in a dream. 2.12 says, Having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When I was in college, I had a psychology professor that was ethnically Jewish. We were talking about dream interpretation, and out of the blue, I don't know what compelled him to do this. But he stated that there was a certain biblical character who knew how to interpret dreams. He went on to ask, does anybody know who that was? Now, I have you know that I did not answer that question because I was too busy picking my jaw up from off the ground. This man was Jewish, but he had proven himself to be secular. And if the question he asked wasn't enough, he made another statement. Again, imagine an elderly, secular, left leaning Jewish professor of psychology saying this The Old Testament should be required reading when you go to college. I think half the class had to be hauled off on stretchers that day, myself included. Believer and non-believer alike could not believe what they just heard their professor say. The answer to that question was Joseph, by the way, from the book of Genesis. And isn't that interesting that Joseph in the book of Genesis had dreams and could interpret dreams. And here we are in the New Testament, looking at another man by the name of Joseph, who was able to have dreams from God as well. Well, as it relates to the question, do people have dreams from God? The historic answer would be yes. Of course, people had dreams from God. The question remains, what about today? I think this is where we need to be careful. I have met and known people that believe that every dream they have is a message from God. Their goal becomes trying to attach meaning to every single dream they have ever had. Full disclosure, I ultimately chose to go to seminary because of a dream. It was an odd dream that felt real and had some spiritual implications to it. And was it from God? I couldn't answer that myself. I don't truly know. But I was already starting to lean in the direction of going to seminary and this dream gave me the extra push I needed to make my decision that that was the route that I was going. Thus, I do myself believe it was from God. However, I have also had dreams that Lord have mercy on me if they were from God. For instance, I've had numerous dreams that I was being hunted by the predator. You know, the predator from the old Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, the predator, the alien hunter guy, that thing, the giant lizard dude. And actually most of the time, it wasn't even the monster itself. It was the triangular laser sight that he used to target his prey. And if someone were able, if any of you out there were able to interpret dreams, please, please, please do not interpret that dream for me. I don't want to know what that dream meant. On the other hand, I know quite a few people that believe in cessationism, the idea that the sign gifts are gone and no longer manifest in people's lives. This means no more miracles, no more tongues, no more dreams. Now if this were so, then the people that hold to this belief have a lot of explaining to do as Muslims have been coming to know Jesus through their dreams. I can't explain that. But, then again, who can explain the work of God in the lives of individuals? He is the one who calls, and he is the one who decides how to reveal himself. I don't think it is wise to tout any special gifting of power when it comes to dreams or their interpretation. Rather, in humility, we need to be ready to be used by God and have the discernment to know when something that appears supernatural is truly of God. Daniel took upon the task of interpreting Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel 2, and he ended up telling Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 2, verses 27-28, through No wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about, but there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. A little bit of context of this, King Nebuchadnezzar did not just ask Daniel to interpret his dream. He wanted Daniel to tell him what his dream was. He would not tell anybody what his dream was. He wanted whoever it was that claimed to be able to interpret dreams to also be able to tell him what the dream was. Thus, it would prove that they actually did have insight from God regarding its meaning. Now, what I want to get into now is our text. Here we are, Herod died, and Joseph received a dream from God to inform him to go to Israel. He took his family to Israel and learned that Herod had an heir who took over his throne. He had another dream that made it clear that he was to go to Galilee. Now pause right there. That is something worth noting. In the context of Joseph's dreams and the Magi and Mary's vision for that matter, This was not some vague symbolic message. When God gives you commands through dreams, they are clear. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Get up, take the child and his mother, and escape to Egypt. Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. These sound like pretty straightforward commands, right? What about the dreams that Joseph interpreted, or the dreams given to Daniel, or what about the book of Revelation? Those needed interpretation. Here's a distinct difference between inside of those dreams and the ones that we're talking about. Those dreams had nothing to do with anybody making a choice. Those dreams were revelations of things to come that could not be stopped. And I don't Want to make it seem as though that is the rule, but it seems like it's fairly consistent nonetheless. God left no mystery for Joseph regarding what his plan was for him and his family. Without God's divine direction, Joseph's family would have been slaughtered by a ruthless king and God's plan would have failed. So clearly, you see why God had to be direct in revealing his plan and revealing his direction direct uh, to Joseph. So I want to make it clear. When I titled this message, Follow Your Dreams, I was not intending that your takeaway be to follow your dreams. In fact, James 4.13 warns, Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. God has a plan for your life. Many people have plotted the course of their lives and few come out on top saying that they fulfilled it to a T. In fact, my family just finished watching The Last Dance, which is the story behind Michael Jordan and the 90s bulls. I always thought that it was Jordan's plan to call it quits at the peak of his career with his sixth championship under his belt. Not at all. He wanted one more season with his team. He wanted one more championship. He wanted to spend one more season with the Bulls, his friends, to be able to conquer insurmountable obstacles. If his life didn't go according to plan, should we not rather plan out our lives according to the Lord's will? And this message concludes chapter 2 of Matthew in our series. And I want you to think about this. From chapter 3 of Matthew all the way to chapter 28, Joseph, Jesus' stepfather, is nowhere to be seen in these chapters. And the next chapter is all the way to the end of the book. Now, I imagine that people's life expectancies were probably shorter back then. But I think it's fair to make the assumption that perhaps in terms of Mary's and Joseph's marriage, things did not go according to their plans. We need to be open to the plans of God. Mourn when mourning is necessary. Rejoice when rejoicing is necessary. Always act in obedience to God's calling. Follow his dreams and you'll never go wrong like to thank you for joining me for today's sermon. My name is Bill Sang from Faith Presbyterian Church. You can join us at 10:30 in the morning on Sundays at Faith Presbyterian Church for our worship service. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.